Hello and welcome back. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and we're doing an ongoing uh, study called The Promise from Jesus. And we're using the teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. That is known as the Gospel of John today. But uh, when it was originally written, it was called The Teachings of Jesus as recorded by John. And as I usually do, the promise from Jesus at gmail.com. That's a place for you to write in, send a message, a thought, a prayer request, uh, share what the Lord is doing in your life and how uh, Jesus is working in your life. And uh, if you have a question, please tag that in there and we'll get that answered in our question and answer series. This has been a, a good series thus far. We're in chapter 10. Uh, the last time we were together, we ended up ending uh, at, at uh, verse uh, 38 was the last verse that we, we covered. And I'm going to go back just a couple verses, 37, 38, and then we're going to continue here today. If you're new, welcome aboard. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, this is chapter 10, the Gospel of John. And we're going to start in verse 37, and this is where Jesus said, If I do not manifest the deeds of Father, do not trust me. But if I manifest the deeds so that you may know and believe that I am in him, trust my Father even though you do not trust me. That's where we ended the last time. And uh, that is just an amazing uh, just an amazing thing that Jesus said to these people gathered around the Pharisees the Sadducees all the scholars that were there uh, that considered themselves to be the leaders and he said look if you don't trust me then trust my father and you know he also said earlier if you don't trust me trust the word trust the word because the word talks about me but uh, it's really interesting that they had no perception, that they had no understanding, or did they? See, that's really the question. Did they? They may have been, um, what, am I, what am I thinking of here? Uh, their egos were getting in the way. Uh, did they have egos back then that could get in the way and, and allow them uh, to be uh, self-righteous and arrogant? and uh, you can't be told anything and their way is the only way um probably so i would guess because they're questioning jesus and um, they supposedly have been taught and learned in the things of the lord uh, so let's go on here in verse 39 and this is a, a discussion it says this therefore they sought to arrest him again once again, they want to arrest Jesus because, you know, he is uh, uh, the Messiah standing in front of them. You know, their hearts are, are just burning with the presence of Jesus. You know that the Holy Spirit is, is just, just bearing down on them. And yet they sought to arrest him again, but he departed away from their grasp then went back across the Jordan to a place where John earlier cleansed by washing. And he stayed in that place. 
and many came to him. Now John did not do one miracle, but indeed everything that John declared, as much as was foretold about him, capital H, Jesus, was true. So many believed in him there. Now, uh, this is uh, uh, just an amazing situation here. You know, it talks here, this, this uh, discussion talks about John, how John never did a miracle. The only miracle that John did was talk about Jesus and foretell of his coming. And the only, the only wonders that, that John did was to stand in a river, as it says here, and cleanse people by washing them, what we call baptism today. Because see, back in those days, that's what the people sought after. They sought to uh, be washed. And to, they, the washing was a way of washing their sins off them, of cleansing them of their sins. And as we had uh, discussed, like in chapter 2 of the wedding uh, with the firkins of water, where they washed themselves, they washed off their sins. It was a big deal back then. And you know, it still goes on today in, in certain uh, churches out there today. They still do that. They still have a washing ceremony and they still uh, cleanse uh, themselves. Some do it. Uh, every time they go into a church, and others do it just once or twice a lifetime, and then others do it to uh, prepare them to go on in the future. Not sure what that's about. But this leads us into chapter 11, and we're getting uh, really close to some of the most meaty parts of uh, Jesus' teaching in uh the, the uh, book of John here. Oh my goodness, I can't wait till we get ahead here just a little bit. But we're going on with chapter 11 right now. And here's how it goes. It says, Now according to someone from the village of Bethany, Lazarus of Mary and her sister Martha was sick. Moreover, it was Mary who rubbed the fragrant oil on the feet of the Lord and wiped them with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Then the sisters sent for the Lord, saying, Behold, the one who loves you is sick. Isn't it interesting that the sisters were able to say that when they sent someone to Jesus to tell him that their brother Lazarus was sick? that uh, they wanted that person to tell Jesus, the one who loves you. Now, when we get up on, uh, to chapter 14, you're going to find uh, how important that is, how important it is to love Jesus and what that can do for you in your life and what it can do with your relationship with Jesus. And it's just a simple thing as loving him, loving Jesus. And so that's how the sisters sent someone to Jesus, saying, The one who loves you is sick. Now hearing this, Jesus said, This sickness is not about death, but about the glory of God, so that the Son of God will be glorified through it. Now, most people, they just never take hold of that verse. Because it's a... 
it's just part of, of a discussion leading up to something that we're all very familiar with and that it will come to in just a moment. But this is really important, what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying, this sickness is not about death. Okay? It's not about death, but about the glory of God. That is very cool. So that the Son of God will be glorified through it. Oh, man. So, and... Going on in verse 5, it says, Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, but he remained in the place where he was two days. Then, when he hears that he is truly sick, then he said to his disciples, After this, we will then go back to Judea. Now, the difference between the, the sisters sending someone to Jesus saying that Lazarus is sick is that some further news came to Jesus that said he is now truly sick, okay? That it's gotten worse. And then Jesus, he, he says to his disciples, he says, after this, we will then go back to Judea. Now, the disciples, they were like, what? wait a second, Lazarus is someone that you really love and, and his sisters have sent someone to tell you and, and you love his sisters too and, and shouldn't we be going? Well, here's what happens. The disciples said to him, Master, the Judeans now seek to stone you in Judea and you are going there again? And Jesus replied, Are there not twelve hours of a day. If anyone walks in the day, he will not be struck, because this is visible to the inhabitants of the earth. But if anyone walks in the night, he will be struck, because there is no light upon him. What an interesting proverb, huh? What an interesting um, parable that Jesus just told. And I don't know if it's if it's something that let's read it again. Let's read it again. Jesus responds and he says, "Are there not 12 hours of daytime? If anyone walks in the day, he will not be struck because this is visible to the inhabitants of the earth." But if anyone walks in the night, he will be struck because there is no light upon him. What do you think that meant? How do you take that? I'm going to just leave this as a question for you today. Okay, because this is really interesting. You know, I mean, this is uh, this is a parable and I would like to know your thoughts on it. So write me and tell me what your thoughts are about this right here. Okay, what Jesus was trying to tell us right here. And we'll share it. We'll share it with, with, anonymously. We'll share what your thoughts are. But uh, write about it, you know. Uh, and so, let's go on then, because we're going to leave this for you. In verse 11, it says, Now after saying these things, he said to them, Our beloved Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. 
And by the way, uh, to rabbit trail, just to back to that, those two uh, verses, I've read them to you out of the interlinear. So again, your versions may be different, and that's quite all right, because everyone has a version, and that's, that's wonderful. So you share your version or your thoughts from your version, okay? So going back again, so now uh, Jesus says to his disciples, he says, Our beloved Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going to wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will recover. Rather, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he, was, he spoke of rest and sleep. Therefore, Jesus then told them simply, Lazarus died. Now I rejoice for you that I was not there, so that you will believe. Now let us go to him. Now, what's interesting about this is this, is that, you know, Jesus told us that Lazarus, his passing, was going to be to the glory of God and that it would glorify the Son of God. So it was something that has been foreknown for a long time. Can you put that together? I mean, can you, can you see how that was something that, that uh, Jesus had, had, it was part of the plan. I mean, this is all part of a plan here. You know, of, of Jesus coming to earth, Father, in the form of Jesus, in a human being, walking amongst us, that Lazarus, whom he loved, and Lazarus loved him, this was part of a plan. This was part of a plan that would glorify Father and glorify the Son of God. And the disciples thought, well, Maybe we should just leave him be because if he's sleeping, he's going to get healthy because that's what we know here. But Jesus had to tell them plainly, look, he has died. And then he says, I'm really glad. I'm really glad that I was not there so that you will believe. Now let us go to him. Then Thomas called Didymus said to his fellow disciples, let us go that we may also face death with him. So then going with Jesus, they found him, having already been in a tomb four days. Now he was near Bethany, about 15 stadiums from Jerusalem. And many companions among the Judeans, respecting their brother, came to Mary and Martha to console them. Therefore, when Martha heard that Jesus came, she met him, but Mary sat in the house. Then Martha, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. But now I also know that whatsoever you would ask of God, he will give it to you. Okay, that's Martha. Martha knew that whatever Jesus asked of Father, he would give it to him. That's some serious faith right there. I mean, she was all in, wasn't she? And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise. Well, Martha says to him, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day, which makes me wonder if 
Martha was sitting under the teachings of the Sadducees because they believed that, you know, you when you passed away, you stayed in the grave until the last resurrection and then you would rise up. It's quite interesting. And maybe the Pharisees were teaching that as well. You know, we really don't know. We know what, what uh, is written and what is said in some writings that we have. But uh, isn't this interesting? You know, that she says that to Jesus. She says, I know that he will rise in the resurrection on the last day. Which, which your little rabbit trail here is to ask you a question. Do you believe that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord? Do you believe that in the twinkling of an eye, Faster than a human blink, faster than you can possibly imagine. Upon your last breath here in your earthen vessel, this thing right here, okay? When it ceases to live, all right? Bam! Do you believe you will be in the presence of Jesus? Or just in the kingdom of heaven, making your way to the presence of Jesus? Whatever that is, do you believe that in the twinkling of an eye, you will be with Jesus? I'm curious about your thoughts on that as well. Write me and tell me what your thoughts are on that. My personal thoughts on it are this, that faster than a twinkling of an eye, you will step out of your earthen vessel right in to the kingdom of heaven. That is exactly what I believe. I believe faster than you can even imagine, this earthen vessel will just, just like Jesus demonstrated while he was nailed to a cross. He said, it is finished. And that was it. He was in the presence of Father back home again. And the same will be true with us. And by the way, what did he say to the thief that was on the side of him and that? He said, this day... You will be with me in paradise. So that's what I believe, and I hope you believe the same thing. But obviously Martha did not. Then Jesus said to her, based upon what she said to him, listen to what he says to her. He says, I am. Okay, always remember, that is like a capital I-A, I am. You know, remember where that came from? Who should I tell them that you are? And the Lord said to him, Tell them that I am, that I am. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whosoever trusts in me, even though he will die, he will live. Now there's everything you need to know about what it is to be a disciple, a follower, a child of God. To have Jesus Christ in your life. There's everything you need to know right there. I, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whosoever trusts in me. This is what the key is. Whosoever trusts in me. Even though he will die. And believe me, death waits for no one. Okay? I just recently have been around a lot of, of, of passing friends and it's heartbreaking to see families and how families deal with it 
and they de everyone deals with it differently. And I'm not talking about just a, a person dying. I'm talking about a loss of love, a loss of companionship, a loss of 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 just friendship and and security in a, in a person. You know, I mean, there's so much that you can lose here on planet Earth when someone passes. But as a child of God, we know that it's just, you know, the earthen vessel has ceased. They have been called home and they are now with Jesus and their, their fellow loved ones. And one day you will re, be rejoined with them. And that's exciting stuff right there. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whosoever trusts in me, even though he will die, you will die, believe me. He says, he will live. You will live. If you are a child of God. Amazing. And then he goes on to say this. Everyone now living and trusting in me will never die throughout eternity. Do you believe this? That's what he says to Martha. Now that second part, after he says, I am the resurrection and the life, listen to it again. He says, everyone now living and trusting in me. Just get a hold of that. Are you living in Jesus? Okay. And is he living in you? That's a relationship. That's what a real relationship is. Are you living in him, in his word, in the Holy Spirit, the promise that he sent here for us to have until he comes back for us or calls us home? Are you living in it? And what does that mean to live in Jesus and to live in his word, to live in his Holy Spirit? And then he says, and trusting are you trusting in him that is a big thought right there i mean do you trust jesus with everything 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 in your earthly life have you committed your entire earthly life over to him living in him and trusting in him. That's not hard to do, by the way. You know, people say, well, hey, I don't, that's hard. That's not hard. That's a very easy thing to do. I mean, you do that. You do that and then you go on living. You go on living here, right? On planet Earth, planet Earth. here we are, in your earthen vessel, okay? But you are living in Jesus and you are trusting him with everything and everything. Why? Why do we do that as children of God? And so someone might be watching this right now that just doesn't know why we do that. And the reason that we do it is because we love Jesus. Jesus has made himself known to us. He knows us. He has made himself known to us personally. That's why, that's why it's become so real to a child of God. Because Jesus has made himself known to us and we have made ourselves known to him. That is part of living in Jesus. You make yourself known to him. 
And that's free will. You see, that's choice. You choose to do that. I choose to live in Jesus. I choose to trust him. I choose that. Why? Because he has made himself known to me. And I know that that what he just said right here, I will never die throughout eternity. That's what he says. He says, you will never die throughout eternity. Wow, that is amazing. Then he turns to Martha and says, do you believe this? And I don't think Jesus would mind me asking this question because it's his question and he left it for us as part of his teachings. So I want to ask you that question. The same question that he asked Martha. Do you believe this? Okay. And so, I want to read it to you one more time because it's powerful. This is powerful writings that were written by John to us of Jesus' teachings. I mean, Jesus said, John, I want you to write these things down to my children. This is, these are things that they get to hold on to and the Holy Spirit to work in their life and to make it so powerful in their life. Let's do it again, all right? Verse 25, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and life. Whoever trusts in me, even though he will die, he will live. Everyone now living and trusting in me, in Jesus, will never die throughout eternity. Never die throughout eternity. Do you believe this? I do. And that's where we're going to stop for today. Thank you uh, for coming back and joining us. I've, I left you with a question uh, this week. And that question is from verses 9 through 10. Chapter 11, 9 through 10. Consider it homework. Okay? Consider it homework. And actually, I left you with two questions on this uh, particular video. All right. Uh, the second question is: was this. Verse 26. Do you believe this? I'd like to hear from you. Do you believe it? So until next time, thank you for joining uh, in on the videos. I'm so grateful that you have come back to listen. And if you're new, welcome. Please share this with your friends. Uh, uh, do uh, the things you're supposed to do on YouTube. You do them for other videos. Do them for this video. Give us a, a like if you like it. Give us a comment uh, if you have a comment. And uh, subscribe so that you know when the next video pops up. But more than anything, share it with another child of God. Share it with a child of God that is going through right now. That is having troubles in their lives. Okay, because this particular teaching uh, coming from the, the book of John, okay, the, the gospel of John, these are Jesus' teachings. And these teachings are able to bring a person into eternal life, eternal life forever, forever. So God bless you. Jesus loves you. And until next time, don't forget to pray. Bye-bye.